0: Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to the audio bonus on hosting events. We've got a very special interview that I would love to share with everybody who's taking this course. I'm here with Cale Schofield. He is a game day host with the Edmonton Stinger, the Edmonton Oilers, and he emcees a bunch of events around the city of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, Cale, how you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Try and stay warm.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're if uh, people that don't know, I'm also around the Edmonton area. It is cold here right now as we record this. I think it's supposed to feel like minus 40 or something like that today, which you know, you get used to it when you live a bunch of winters here and you're a big uh, hockey fan, like both of us are, but it still never isn't not minus 40. That was a lot of double negatives, but uh, it's still cold.
1: It's, 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 we're, we're a hearty bunch here. We're a hearty yeah. bunch.
0: <laughs> you gotta, you learn how to have a thick skin. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about hosting because uh, I think it's going to be a key for a lot of students who are going through these sports side hustles and trying to figure out what they want to do. Some people are into the writing, some like doing podcasting. And I think hosting and podcasting are probably going to marry very well together because there's a lot of characteristics and skills and things that you're going to want to need or tools that you're going to want to pick up as you get into hosting events, if this is something that you want to do, my background as the DJ owner and a entertainment service was we used to go out and we used to host events at bars and lounges and uh, different establishments where we would do uh, game night trivia, or we would host games. And during the intermissions of, you know, games, football, basketball, uh, hockey, we would do like uh, music, entertainment, all that kind of stuff. So we really sold a lot of the establishments on the idea that let's set your night with the Oilers or another team apart, your Sunday football experience. Let's really wow it up, right? That's what I did. Now, you do some other stuff. You actually host with some professional organizations, um, whether it's hockey or basketball, um, a lot of different uh, local sports teams. Tell me a little bit about how that started for you. I know that you went to school with this sort of thing in mind. Um, So for some of our students who have not done that, uh, they might be thinking immediately, "Oh man, I didn't do that. Is that going to be a problem?" But there's also a big component of you just sort of grinding and finding relationships and networking and and getting yourselves in those conversations. Tell me how this started for you.
1: Yeah, and and you know, and it's an interesting story in that. And I think my story is going to be a little different now because of what's available now for people. And the avenue they have to kind of broadcast their own voice. So um, so when I went to school at NAIT here in Edmonton, I went for the radio and television arts program. So this was back in the very late 90s my goal was I wanted to be on TSN. I wanted to be a sportscaster. I wanted to be at the front desk. I wanted to be the next Dairy Nutrition. You know, and Edmonton's got a a proud history of pumping out sportscasters and getting onto the national stage. So so I went to TSN, took my television. And then um, shortly after I graduated, uh, I got on with a a local station here doing my practicum. But life hands you some interesting twists, right? uh, you know very, very early into my career, um, ended up having a little uh, a little child and all of a sudden, things changed a little bit you know uh, in order for you to kind of climb up the ranks back in the day you really had to go the small town route, you know, go to Lloyd Minster or somewhere else and and cut your teeth. And, and I, I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be away from, from my newborn. So I ended up on the creative side. Uh, I decided to become a, a writer and producer. There was a lot more gigs in town available for that. So I kind of put that sports hustle to the side, you know, knowing that, okay, you know, that's maybe I'm not going to be able to live that dream out right now, um, but just focused on the creative side. So, through that, uh kind of worked my way up the ranks here locally. Got onto one of the major uh, TV stations here in town, who ha- happened to be actually working with a couple of the sports teams. So one was, uh, at the time, the, the Edmonton Rush, which was in the National Lacrosse League. We ended up taking on their, their uh, advertising and their game day productions. So I fell into that role and really got exposed into the sports side. And then where I really got exposed to the hosting side was... Um, a new basketball league in Edmonton, or sorry, a new basketball team in a very fledgling league known as the International Basketball League came here called the Edmonton Chill. Uh, We took on some other advertising and just with me talking with the owner, I had asked him straight up, hey, what's happening with your game day production? What what does your, you know, what's your in-game experience look like? He hadn't given it any thought. So I said, look, I'll come in. Let me organize this stuff for you here. I love basketball. This is is my jam. I want to help out. And so he brought me in. You know, I mean, I just said, hey, you know, give me some tickets. I'll help out, do my thing. So uh, I'll train up your staff, get them going on it. So as we were getting ready to launch the season, he had a young, very, very beautiful, talented young girl who really wanted to get into getting her brand known. And she was going to do this through hosting. So got her trained up. Game one was ready to go. We were just about ready for tip-off. She looked at the crowd, looked at me and goes, I can't do this. <laughs> and she's, Bro. So, so the owner looks and, and the owner was right there at the time, like we're almost getting ready for tip-off. So the owner looks at me and goes, I guess you're up. <laughs> so Now, because I had had experience running game day and, and knowing what the host needed to do, um, I know it needed to be done, but I still had to get on the mic and do it. So right. um, so I got out there game one and, you know, just I was myself. I, I knew the game of basketball. I knew it needed to be done, what needed to be executed. And after game one, the owner's like, you're, you're our guy now. So from there, the, the journey's taken me from working for 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 that team to a new version of the of that team which became the Edmonton Energy I went on to actually do the same hosting for the Edmonton Rush for a few years I got to be uh there for their their championship team uh got a great championship ring out of the experience too which I still uh you know keep near and dear to me here with It's got my name and the little microphone on it. So it's pretty cool having a championship ring there. And, um, you know, also just I also do the hosting here for the Edmonton Stingers, which is in the CEBL, which is in year five coming up here and going strong. And I've now been doing it for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I'll do their game day in arena on a part time basis. And I will actually go out to bars and events, too, just like you had talked about before hosting the stuff with the, the official Edmonton Oilers crew with their promotions team and running events and, and doing watch parties outside the arena too. So it's, it's been quite the experience.
0: Well, yeah, there's, that's a heck of a story. Uh, I, I took a lot out of it. So I'd like to dissect a few of those things that I sort of jotted down as we went through uh, one, the thing I was very intrigued about early was that you went to school for this. You knew what you wanted to do. Life sort of happened. And then that plan that you had set aside where you were like, this is where I'm going. I'm pretty set on what I want to do. It shifted. You pivoted. And because you talked about writing and we talk in our sports side hustle program, why writing is so important, right? It becomes a critical part of almost everything you're going to do. You were comfortable enough and knowing that you could do that if you needed to do that, even though that isn't necessarily where you went. Uh, it went in another direction, but preparation was a huge part of this for you. I mean, you talked about uh, being confident in your ability to, to write if you needed to, but also prepping other people for the job that you eventually wound up doing. So how, how much is preparation a part of any of these hosting events that you do, whether they're the official sports league games, whether they're hosting events, or you take a crew out and you do so how much are you prepping prior to uh, you know, putting these events on and, and creating the content of the production?
1: The answer is constantly, um, you know, I feel like, and I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but I I do feel that I owe it to whoever's hiring me to come in with an idea of what the game plan is, what needs to be executed. So, you know, when you, when you get out there in front of a crowd and you have the microphone, you in some ways become a little bit of a, a bit of a voice and a bit of a face of the organization. That what you're doing. So in order to do that, you need to make sure that you're executing on all the elements. You, I always look at it as kind of a three-pronged approach. I want to keep the company that hires me happy. I want to keep the sponsors that are buying into this program happy. And I want to keep the fans happy. So in order to be able to do that, I need to be prepared. Uh, I need to know what needs to be executed within the elements of of every single time I go out there. And I need to make sure that I have an idea of what they're trying to communicate through the whole event, making sure that, you know, and, and that's me communicating with whether it's our game day producer, whether it's with the owner of the team, just constantly asking and figure out what do you guys need from me? Right. And whether that's before the game, during the game, but you know, I'll, I'll ask for scripts whenever I can in advance, I'll read through them. I try not to memorize them, but get the bullet points and the gist of them. So when I go out there, I feel comfortable, but you know, there's a lot of winging that comes with this, but at the end of the day, the more prep you can do, the more comfortable you are going out there and winging
0: it. For sure. And would you say that it is it fair, is it like a 50, 50, 70, 30, 60-40 that you're prepping for the people that you're doing this job for, or are you more prepping for yourself? to feel comfortable with the job that you're going to do because we talk a lot and when you're writing for anybody whether it's yourself or somebody else that you need to sort of go out there and go what is it that this person who's hiring me as a freelancer or a subcontractor what are they hoping to get out of the work that i do what's their goal what's their mission why am i writing these articles for people why am i producing this podcast for this platform did you do it for them did you do it for you how much was it give and take there
1: it's a 50 50 you yeah. know uh, i want to I want to keep the people that hire me happy and I don't want to look like a fool when I'm doing it. (laughs) So, (laughs) Part of it is a pride thing and part of it is an ego thing. So I I want to make sure that uh, at the end of the day, I'm executing and and they want me, they want me to keep coming back. So um, it's kind of important in both ways.
0: No that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so the second thing I took out of your story was just being open to opportunities. So you weren't expecting to work that night when she decided that this was not for her and that yeah. that stage was not the stage that she was ready and prepared to be on. So you were good to go. You were prepared, you were ready. You saw the opportunity. Good to, to go
1: might not be the, the 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 correct way, but yeah. You know, at the same time you there was a small part of me that said there's opportunity here. Right. Yeah. And I think I knew if I would have tried to pass off in a different way, you know, in retrospect, things could have gone very different for me for the rest of 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 this whole this whole process. So I think I recognized the importance of that moment at that time. Whether I was ready or not, I was as ready as I was going to be at that time.
0: Sure. Yeah. And that's kind of more what I mean by, you know, good to go is that you you had done the legwork, you had done the homework. You were about yeah. as ready as she was supposed to be. Uh, because you had prepped her. So in a way you had prepped yourself for being able to fill in on that. It was just a lack of experience in the actual doing of the hosting in front of all those people. Um, So the just idea of being open to trying something to being willing to give it a go. um, And I don't know what she's doing and hopefully she's doing great, but it sounds to me like uh, that might not have been her ultimate uh, pathway is that she probably, Felt Do you have any idea what she's doing now?
1: I, I I I follow her on Insta and she seems to be doing good for herself and has kind of carved out her own path. But I think you know, and she was really young at the time, too. Yeah, like sure. we're talking yeah. really young. So I I can see how stage fright kind of comes into it a little bit, and you know, just I think part of it too, to be quite frank, is she probably wasn't prepared for the moment, you know, just she didn't ask a lot of questions coming in. Um, and, and I don't want to point fingers or, 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 or blame in any way, but I don't think she, she didn't know what she didn't know at that, yeah. at that time. Right. So I'm sure she's doing fine right now. Um, I'm glad with how it turned out. So, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, and it's created a really interesting niche for me in the market. It's, it's allowed me to work within sports, which I always wanted to do but this is a really fun and cool role. You know, uh, Jim, like you you and you and I know, like I've worked in front offices at a couple different sports organizations in town here. Um, this role is by far the most fun. Like I get to go in, I get to have a ton of fun doing this. I get to connect with the fan base in an, it just a crazy unique way. Like it's, it's weird now because when I'm out and about town now, I've actually had some people come up and kind of recognize me a little, little bit, which I wasn't really expecting. And it's weird. And, my, and, and when my wife was with me, too, she's kind of like, yeah, you're starting to get a little recognition on it. And it's a little odd because they don't always recognize where they recognize you from.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, but but you get this really like when I'm doing all these events now, I'm starting to create friendships with the fan with some real hardcore fans like both on both the basketball side and the hockey side as well too. So now when I go into these events now, when I'm walking in, getting ready, I'm going up, I'm talking to these people. I'm like in between my segments, everything. It's really, this has created such a unique path to work into sports that and, and to be able to make money doing it on top mm-hmm. of it. It's just, it's, it's, it's every fan's dream. Like a, a, one of my best friends is just a huge Oilers mega fan. Definitely big, a bigger fan than I am. And I do like to joke with him occasionally That's, you know, yes, you're a bigger Oilers fan than, than I am, but I'm getting paid more to be a fan. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and, I, and I won't ask you how much you're making and I don't expect you to tell me. But what I would like to know is for people who are interested in doing this, is this something that is realistically or feasibly a full time opportunity? Like, if if they really want to pursue this, can they do it? Or is this more of a Look at it as an opportunity to do do some things on the part-time and maybe try some other side hustles or other work. Is it flexible enough to have two jobs doing this? Do you need to be fully committed to it? Uh, Where does that sort of sit in the, uh, how much do I got to work on this?
1: I I don't see this ever as a, as a full time, full like funding everything I need to scenario, but I've got to say the, the, the money that I've been able to make off this over the last couple of years has really helped me pay down some bills. You know, um, you know, I bought a a new vehicle at the beginning of the year. It's almost paid off now. And all I do is I literally take the money that I make from this and put it into payments on the vehicle. So, you know, it it all depends what you want kind of want to do with this, but there's, there's okay money to be made with this. It's, I look at it more as an opportunity where I can go in and, and, get paid to be a fan, which I think, Jim, when you kind of talked about the whole sports side hustle and when we first, you know, talked about what you're trying to create here, you know, it's great to be a fan, but wouldn't you like to get paid to be a fan in a lot of ways? And, and and I'm very fortunate enough that I'm in a position to be able to do
0: that. Well, not only that, but you get to experience the, the sport or the game in a different way, in a unique, you get an interesting view vantage point of what you're taking in, right? Like, for a lot of fans, they go in and they sit up in the two hundreds or the one hundreds and they take in the game and they buy their drink and they scream and yell they're at high and low, but you get a different sort of viewpoint on everything that's happening. You get a little bit of the behind the scenes look at things, how the organization structure stuff. Like it's quite a different take, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. You know, when when I got, got brought on by the Oilers last season to come in and, and do some of their hosting for that and for their world juniors, um, one of the things I was most excited about was To get into roger's place and i've been in roger's place before to watch events but i didn't get the behind the scenes look at everything that goes on and that was really you get the general public doesn't get to you get to talk to people that the general public doesn't get to so you, um, you, you become there's that thin line between the, the public and the team, and you're kind of bouncing it back and forth in between that and, and it's and it's really cool to have that perspective and 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 enjoy that so um you know that's that's one of the things I really do enjoy about the job more than anything is being able to to meet people that I just normally wouldn't be able to meet
0: no that's cool no that you're able to to make a little money to take care of some things that uh you need, need to get taken care of is great uh but that you get to hang out with passionate fans and you get a different viewpoint of it and you just get to be in the industry that you really enjoy uh is awesome i'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit to close things off it's not that too, it's not too difficult a question but if you had to pick three things that you would tell anybody to get that they're getting into this three pieces of advice saying you know what if you're thinking about hosting events or you're thinking about you know being in the public and and putting on an entertainment show or whatever it is that they want to do what three things would you tell somebody just getting started in this?
1: Yeah. So the, you know, the first thing I would say this is treat this as a serious opportunity, because when this is done in the proper manner, this can be a launching point for yourself. This, every time I go out and host something, it's potential to get in front of somebody who may hire you for another event. And that's where a lot of my other, um, gigs have, have come from, you know, I've hosted a lot of non-sporting events lately, but that's been from people who have been at the sporting events and said, Hey, would you be interested in coming in and, and doing this? Would you be interested in doing in, in doing that? So in a lot of ways, you really can build a resume for yourself by doing this because boy, there's no more pressure than, than being in front of a crowd with thousands of people. And they're all looking at you listening to what you say so if you can execute on that you can build up quite a resume for yourself so treat it seriously because it is it is a it is a rare opportunity and you're being trusted to execute on, on a variety of different levels uh, number two what I would say and Jim you can appreciate this uh, treat the mic like it's hot yeah. <laughs> no matter what <laughs> um, just assume that it is i've made mistakes in the past and uh i won't get into too much detail but uh
0: <laughs> well i guess suppose know, the good I, news is that you've made those mistakes and you're still doing this so you uh, either they understood well, it was is true. I, it was either understood it was a mistake or it wasn't so bad that you had ruined and buried your own career but no i get what you're saying you always got to treat this thing like anybody can hear what you're about to say at any time
1: absolutely absolutely and the third and final thing with this is is, you know, put your own stamp on it and feel free to, to make suggestions. Um, I honestly think one of the reasons why I've been able to, to keep doing this, much to my surprise, is, and I joke with my wife, I'm like, I can't believe they keep asking me back. Um, but I'm willing to kind of put my own stamp on things, but make sure that um, it never goes outside of what's what falls within the parameters of what the event calls for. So I'm willing to push the envelope a little bit and have some fun with it. But I think when I do that, I add my own little flavor to it. And I think that's probably where whoever hires me sees me as an asset because they see that I can do that. I can get uh, a chuckle out of the crowd. Um, They can see that I am willing to interact with people and make them feel welcome at the event Uh, but you know, don't be a robot out there, be, be yourself. And and when you start doing that, I think you'll have more fun with it. It comes across that way. And it's, it's funny where some of those ideas can take you. And some of the ideas that I've suggested, some have worked, some haven't, but the ideas that have worked have worked well and have stuck with what I'm doing. And I get lots of requests to keep going with them. So, you know, if you're going to go out there and do this, just just have some fun with it but not 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 too much fun yeah no, so
0: nowhere to draw the line <laughs> feel, feel comfortable have some fun but don't give away a car when you're supposed to give away a jersey Is yeah that what you're yeah. saying yeah. yeah pretty well pretty well
1: <laughs> can i can i add one thing before we go because i just i i thought about this as we were talking about the conversation so you know when i did going back to when i went to school and i went to school be on tv because that was the only channel and that was the only way to do it at the time the only way i could be seen or heard was to get on tv things like this did not exist we didn't have youtube back in the day we didn't have ways to post blogs and do writing back in the day the only way you could be seen as a sports guy was to go through with the major channels times have changed you know what you're suggesting here and what you're bringing to the table is creating you can create your own path now and your own brand by 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 doing things like this by by writing by by doing podcasts by hosting YouTube channels. The middleman has been taken out of the equation now. I would have gone thing gone with by ways uh, gone by this so differently now if I was coming in now versus when I did twenty plus years ago. So anybody who feels that you know you have to go to school and, and, and do this to become a sports guy, you don't have to do that anymore. Just yeah. have, have something interesting to say and find the proper ways to do it. And if you can do that, you can, you can become an expert in your field or someone that's followed. So my, my path is definitely, my path is outdated. <laughs> <It's, Yeah. laughs> you know, that, that's the big thing on that. So even though my education helped me with this, it's a very different path now. So I encourage people, you know, go find ways to create your own content, find ways to, you know, go find mentors, go find people that are doing it the right way. And you can have a voice in the market.
0: I can't think of a better way to finish this conversation. So I'm going to stop it right there. I'm going to let you have the last word on that. Cause I think it's perfect. Uh, Cale, thank you very much. Uh, for those that are listening now, uh, Cale Schofield, he's a game day host for the Edmonton Stinger and the Edmonton Oilers does a bunch of events this is an interview that you probably want to take to heart if you're thinking about hosting events, because uh, he's done it. He's been there. He's still going in different pathways and, and building his brand and doing his thing. And uh, I know we're going to be working together a lot in the future. Kale, thank you very much. I appreciate this.
1: Absolutely. My pleasure. And if anyone wants to reach out to me for any type of um, thoughts or, or, or advice on this, uh, maybe we can include my contact information. And that way, if they have any questions on this, I'd be more than happy to kind of help out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, why don't we do this? I mean, do you have a, a Twitter or a social media account that we can plug on here right now, but I'll also put it in the module for people too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my Twitter's super easy. It's Kale Schofield, just first name and last name all jammed together. So luckily I grabbed that on Twitter well before anyone else did. So just DM go. me on there, follow me, and uh, that's probably the best way to get hold of me.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good for you. My problem was the Big Bang Theory's got all my name stuff. The guy, <laughs> the guy, he's got all my social media accounts, so I had to come up with something different. Anyway, well, Cale, In this market, you're the Jim Parsons, so there you go. Yeah, well, there you go. That's nice of you to say, <laughs> even if it isn't true. All right, man. <laughs> Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Uh, for everybody else, I hope you enjoyed this module and it was super informative. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Jim.